Yeah, I did have all day to charge it, and I didn't. Sorry, man. Whoops. Very professional of you. Whatever, dude. You. (laughs) What, Joey? (laughs) Dude, that noise. What? What is that noise even that you do in at the end of every single Snapchat? Woo! Oh, the woo! Yeah, I don't know. It's just excitement and joy that just comes comes out of my body. Oh my god! Out of every orifice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The amount of people that have heard mimic that. Oh yeah! Is incredible. Yeah, Yeah, it is incredible. You know, honestly, where I got it from, I think I stemmed it off of growing up with Ric Flair, obviously. (laughs) Woo! You know, but then like uh, Steve O. Because I follow him on all his social media because I love Steve Owen, grew up in the jackass era and shit. Mm-hmm. And he kind of does it too, but he like really drags his out. I think I just ended up mixing the two together. And got yeah. The, well, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a shorter Steve O mimicked Ric Flair. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Perfect, man. Mm-hmm. You ever met Steve O? I have, yeah. I met him at an airport once. You've, have you ever seen that video? No. Of you meeting Steve O? <laughs> yeah. Dude. No. Yeah. Yeah, what? I, met him. I met him at a Minneapolis airport. Really? Yep. I had I got, a f- I got the video too. I'll show you when we're done. But it's fucking great. I had a a kid who was like, you have those friends who are just like really untrustworthy. You just don't mm-hmm. un- you don't believe a single word that they say. They just always spew bullshit. Right. Chill out. Chill out. They. Uh, my buddy calls me. He's like, dude, what are you doing right now? It's eleven o'clock on a Saturday night, and I'm like, I'm at home. He goes, come to the airport with me right now. I'm like, no. Oh, yeah. I'm like, no. And he goes, I'm going to pick up Steve-O from the airport. I was yep. like, no, you're fucking not. And I'm like, whatever, dude. And he sends me a Snapchat with Steve-O in his fucking car. Yeah, I'm like, was that? Oh, my God. Yeah, I remember that. Why was he picking up Steve-O? Well, so, I don't, because they've known each other for a while, I guess. I don't know. So Steve-O had like this. He told all his fans on some format to like whoever makes the coolest uh, poster and I laugh at, I'll uh, have you pick me up, take me to the airport. And like they ended up going on movies and shit because I looked on Snapchat afterwards. Like, holy fuck, that kid. Because I seen that kid at the airport. And he was, everybody's holding up these signs and shit. Obviously, I didn't make one, obviously. But <clears throat> he's like, that kid right there wins. And I watched him drive off. And I was like, wow, that's pretty sweet. So I started <laughs> following Steve on Snapchat. And I was like, holy shit, dude. That kid's like hanging out with him. Like they went to movies. He paid for their hotel. He had a girlfriend, too, that was with him. I was like, wow, that'd be cool. I'd have so many That's questions. Wild. To, I'd have so many questions to ask that dude. Oh my god! Because I yeah. loved Wild Boys. Wild Boys is like, oh shit. yeah, oh, Chris like, Pontius. Chris Pontius is my favorite dude. one out of all of them, just because he's so stupid. He's so funny, man. <laughs> yeah, that shows oh, that show's too funny. Anyway, dude. Anyway, dude. So yeah, thanks all right. for coming back over. Yeah, yeah, thanks, man. To the firm. sheep farm. <laughs> yeah. Sheep farm. The sheep farm. Yeah, they missed you. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I could hear him bellowing when I pulled up. <laughs> Oh, my God. Bellowing. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. So before you came, both of us, before you came, both of us put some questions on our, on our Instagram stories. And so we got some interesting questions. I think we just want to, I just want to jump right into one of them. Yeah. I mean, I got asked uh, quite a few very vulgar ones, yeah. but I got asked quite a few um, sensible ones. So um, I guess the one that people kept asking is, how did I get into guiding, you know? <clears throat> How did you get into guiding? I got into guiding by hunting. And uh, Phil Schmidt of uh, owned Goosebusters Guide Service back in Hutch. 
Yeah. And I was probably like 19, 20 at the time. And I always heard about this Phil Schmidt guy because I was hunting. He was hunting. And uh, <clears throat> I'd driven by a couple Good of God. his. I'd driven by a couple of his spreads a couple of times. Like, God damn. That guy knows how to set a nice spread. Hmm. And, um. He ended up messaging me on, like, Facebook, like, hey, dude, I see you're doing pretty good, like, successful, like, consistently killing birds. And I uh, was wondering if I wanted a job to work with him part-time. And I was like, fuck yeah, because I was young, like, wanted to be a guide and be this big guide and hunting for money and stuff was sweet. So I um, <clears throat> met up with him, and he took me on a couple hunts, showed me the ropes. Nick Johnson actually hunted with him. Yeah, yeah Nick was on our podcast and talked about that, too. Yeah. Hunting with Phil. Oh, we'll get to Nick. <laughs> oh, okay but um yeah so uh we just started hunting then he started getting me my own clients i started taking my own customers out and then uh he liked motorcycle riding more than he liked um <clears throat> uh, hunting so he moved to las vegas he sold goosebusters guide service to trevor ludke who lives like 30 minutes away from me and uh, i started fowl family guide service and we just kind of, we didn't clash, but like, he would call me like, Hey man, I got these guys. I don't got a spot. Can I take them? Like, yeah, come with. And then I'll call him like, Hey man, you got a spot. And instead of being like, all right, you four guys write a check for Goosebusters and you four guys write a check for Fowl Family Guide, Trevor, why don't we just come up with our own one entity basically. Right. And we call that Legend Outfitters now. And we've been going for three years, which has been working out very, very well. Has that been three years already? Yeah. And that's that's crazy. 2017. Was that the first year that you guys did uh Migrator Valley? <clears throat> no. Migrator Valley, I think. Oh uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Because that's when I uh I remember. You remember the first time you and I met, it was on the way to Burlington. Yep. We were riding with Lucas. Yep. That was my first time knowing who you were. Yeah. Just because I wasn't like a social media guy, right? And then uh, after that, I was like, "Who is this kid?" Mm -hmm. Like we're walking around, everyone's like, "Oh my god, this old Joe!" Right? I'm like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> and then that's when I saw you guys hunting at Migrated Valley, and I was like, "Holy yeah. shit!" They mm -hmm. absolutely murder the geese in September. I didn't even realize you could kill that many geese in yeah. September. Migrators, yeah. A lot of people ask that too. Like, Jesus, how many geese are going to that field? Not a single one of them. You know, like I knew the notorious flyways of birds pushing into my town and I always, and I hunted the Northwest side of town. My buddy Aaron Luke, his grandma owned a field on the Northwest side of town and on those cool North wind days, dude, God damn, would geese just fly over us. And it was like, where are these birds coming from? You know, like what's out there? They're big lakes or something, and, but they're just migrating from up North coming into town, you know? And, um, Phil Schmidt who owned Goosebusters, taught me how to migrate or hunt. Like, me and Andy Hansen one time were watching the next field, and he called me at, like, 9 in the morning. He's like, dude, it's a migrator day, northwest winds. Get over to get over to Waverly is where he lived. He's like, get over here right now. And it's 9 in the morning. Usually you're damn near about done for with a morning hunt, you know? Right. So we go flying out there, load up his trailer. We get to the field at probably, like, 10 o'clock and just whip out, like, 15 dozen Bigfoots, put our blinds together. And as we're putting the decoys out, Birds are just pushing over us, line after line after line. Me and Phil start calling at them, dude. We landed like a 20-pack of geese, and we were, when we got done pulling the trigger, we needed two. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. So <laughs> I was like, this is migrator hunt. This is the best thing ever. And then when he left, <clears throat> we started migrator hunting more and more and more. And uh, I was like, God, I need to get a migrator spot, like a spot I go to. And I always knew, like I was saying earlier, northwest side of town is where they pour in from you know so mm -hmm. i gotta get something on the northwest side of town <clears throat> so i was driving up this abandoned driveway and uh 
I didn't know it was abandoned. I thought it was leading to like a really nice farm property. And I, I was like, well, if they ask me what I'm doing driving up their long ass driveway, I'll just tell them, hey, you know, I'm looking for a spot to goose hunt. I get up there and the house is in shambles, like half the roof's caved in and shit. And I was like, well, whatever. So I turned around down the driveway and out of the corner of my eye, dude, like one second, I was like, oh, that looks like a round bale out in the middle of that field. And I take the binos up and I look at it and the sun's going down. So I'm like, well, shit, I'm not going to drive around looking for the landowner at night, you know. I just kind of. I know it's there. There's like five round bales in a row. So I know there's some type of f- grass field there, you know, that they're taking it off of. So the next morning I went and I knocked on a few doors. I actually knocked on the landowner's door and he's like, he thought I was talking about another field. So I called that guy. He's like, yeah, yeah. you can go ahead and hunt there, blah, blah, blah. And and he, and then I explained to him like, yeah, but there's two fields and I think you own this. And he's like, oh, that one back in there a little further. That one's Gary's. I was like, oh, okay. So I went back over to Gary's. He's like, yeah, go ahead. And then uh, we went out there and hunted, and the first day, um, me and a buddy killed 20 geese. Like, it was a north wind. The next day, we went out there, and they rolled over us, and we smashed our limited geese. That's, that was the first day I actually called out a leg band. Like, we were two geese away, and I was like, hey, dude, this is when the limit was 10 in the yeah. early season. And I go, hey, dude, this next group coming over us was like a pack of, like, 15. I'm like, let's let them land so we can see a leg band, see if we can't see a leg band. They dump. And there was one bird in the far back, probably like from here to your truck, so like 15 yards, just floating there. And I can see the shiny leg band on it. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I pop up and go, that one's got a band. Boom. And I smash and go sprinting out there. I come back. My buddy was like, holy shit. How did you see that? And I was like, I don't know. That's why if you ever see that uh, in my trailer of Bigfoots, there's like a neck, like a weird neck or weird curved neck decoy. Mm-hmm. And it's got a band on it. That band is because I had to shoot that decoy to get to that bird. Like, it landed behind that decoy, and I <laughs> shot the decoy and hit the bird behind it. I was like, oh, hell shit. yeah. So then ever since then, Migrator Rally was born. And uh, I talked to the farmer about guiding and leasing and all that, and he's like, hell yeah, let's do it. Nice. So, so you do do that with farmers, then? <clears throat> if you're going to be guiding, you give them some of a cut, something oh, yeah, of a cut? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Every farmer I go on to knows that I'm, knows that I'm guiding for sure. I, I bring it up when I'm asking permission, you know. But now it's to the point... I've been doing it for so long in my area that the farmers just know, you know. Sure. Okay, like, hey, after the hunt, I'll come talk to you and give you some cash, you know. Cool, thanks. What do you, uh, um, well, it might be an inappropriate question that we could edit out, but um, how much do you normally give the farmer? Do they have, like, an exact number that they're like, hey, if you're going to be guiding yeah, X amount of clients. <laughs> how I'll tell you that when the microphones are off. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I don't know. Right, right. You it's know? fair. We'll put it that way. It's fair. Okay. It's confidential. So they're, they're happy afterwards? Oh, absolutely. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not ripping them cool. off by any means. Because I've heard so many stories, and I'm not saying that you have done this, but I've yeah, heard yeah, so yeah. many stories where people would be like, yeah, just meet a couple buddies and they'll mm-hmm. guide clients, and the farmer will come out and be like, holy shit, there's eight people here. <laughs> right, and you're getting paid for it. I mean, there's like a, not a gray area, but I mean, like, let's say I have us three, you know, we go, I go up to a door, hey, you know, me and two of my buddies want to go out there hunting. You guys aren't paying me, you know, sure. Right. Yeah, go ahead, go out there. And then I go up there, They know the farmer doesn't know you two, he doesn't even know me. But as soon as you two hand me money on his property, then they're mm-hmm. like, well, what the heck, you know? So it's like, I get it, but at the same time, I mean, it's not really an argument. I just, out of the kindness of my heart, if I'm making money on a guy's well, property, happy. yeah, 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 I'm paying him too, right. you know what I mean? So, And that way you can keep coming back. Because yeah. there's a lot of guys that will hate and go to that farmer's dorm like, you know, he's making all this money out on your field right. and try to get under his skin. And well, you said that on your Snapchat. Shit. It's just stupid. People try to go to Migrator Valley and one-up you. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the guy who... That's ridiculous. Migrator Valley actually sold, and that's why we didn't buy... Or that's why we didn't hunt it this year, is because... Oh, the, really? The grass was, like, up to your shoulders. Like, mm. I would pay that farmer not only to lease it and hunt it, but to also go out there and mow it down Manicure and cut it. it. Yeah, yeah, you know? So then it sold to a buddy of mine, and uh, I called him. He's like, yeah, I heard that. I heard about Migrator Valley, because he's, he's a goose hunter, too. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, you don't got to worry about it. You can go out there whenever you want, and blah, blah, blah. He took me on his side-by-side, because he bought, like, a gorgeous property. He's got, like, three or four ponds on that property, like Ooh. like gravel pits. Like, it's sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. He took me out there. He's like, yeah, we'll have to build a road right here, and blah, blah, blah. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so Hell yeah. That's pretty cool. So you took a pass on it. You took a pause on it this year, and you think you're going to redo it? Yeah, just this year because the crops were already in the fields, mm. you know. So you can't drive through the crop, you know. Right. So yeah, we'll do something this year. So, dude, uh, before I knew you, Nick Johnson, because the way I know Nick is through that Facebook post that he put out, like I'm doing calling lessons, mm-hmm. um, whatever. And after a while, I went for an extra lesson from him, and he's like, "Dude, you don't need to come to me anymore." Right. And I was surprised when he went there because I've heard you call prior to you going to his lesson and then i was like why is joey vasallo there because he can goose call well like really well you know i didn't know that just wanted to uh get over that plateau right i, I hit a hard plateau and he actually did help me but really? um cool. he called me one day and he's like hey man you want to help me guide and i'm like well i've never guided before you know especially not for geese it's no different than hunt with your freaking buddies you know so then he's like yeah just bring your layout and meet me at this field and I get there, and it's Migrator Valley. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What yeah. in the hell? And I was expecting to yep. see you. Right, right. And you weren't there. You were guide. You you were fun hunting in South Dakota. Yep. I remember right. watching the Snapchats the day before mm-hmm. during early season. And that's the morning we shot seven snows and blues. Yeah, snows and blues. I was in like, what did you guys get? In September. I remember that. September that's 17th. Yep. And fun. we called them in just like geese. Yep. It was so cool. I heard you guys man. had to work them pretty hard. Oh, like God. Like, I kept swinging and just doing snow goose stuff. It was it was a really fun hunt though, man. That was you, my first experience guiding. Do you hunt any snow geese? I mean, yes, I have. I did for five, four or five years. Me and Pete Zastro and uh, Spencer Brennan from Florida. He's got a thousand old hardcore full bodies, like the one piece that were actually white plastic. And um, we would go around South and North Dakota, and we'd sleep in the trailer for two weeks. Oh my, two weeks, two weeks, weeks. two weeks, we'd chase them. And just us three would set up a thousand full bodies every day and take them down uh, the next day. But dude, I'm telling you, we had, there's days we, us three or four, four or five of us would kill 200 geese. There's days where just us three would have hundred bird days. Like a lot, like a lot of times, like if I were to go through my phone and show you the pictures, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we, we decoyed these, you know, and it was awesome, but we didn't shower for 11, 12 days. Gross. Dude, one, one time I dude. went into a. <laughs> oh my God. Literally, the, dude, I bet the, the front of the trailer was not big. You know, we just had two bunk beds in there. I slept on the top. It was like two feet away from my face. Mm-hmm. And we just had a little heater that we turned on. It'd get pretty hot in there, though, you know, but yeah. we just set the spread till three in the morning, then hunt in the morning. And oh my God. Just sweat all night. You yeah. Know, so one time, I, one time I was like, dude, I need to take a shower pad. I went into this gas station, and it was one of those gas stations where you need to get a key and walk outside mm, yeah. and then use the bathroom. And I was like, hey, can I get, like, three of those plastic bags and a fork? I, I filled them plastic bags up with water, dude. And I hung them from the, and I hung them from the ceiling, and I poked holes in it, and I was butt naked in this bathroom taking a shower while I was going in the drain. Swear to God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Bro. It felt so freaking nice, though. Holy shit. Did you go barefoot <laughs> in that bathroom too? 
Uh, probably. <laughs> no, dude. Probably. Dude, yeah. couldn't you guys just find like no a campground or something <laughs> no, that had no. a shower? Oh no, and then but what about those truck stops that have the that's shower? What I was thinking. no, that's disgusting, dude. You. <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Here you are standing. Butt naked, yeah, dude. <laughs> in, a, yeah. in a gas station bathroom. But in then South uh, the next year, actually, I paid my dues doing that. I think. And then the next year, <laughs> we pulled up to this house, and it's like a like a like a nice little farmhouse, like you got here, Joey. But there's like a huge like pole shed, and it was like nice, you know. And I walk up to the door, and there's little because we wanted to hunt this guy's property. Mm-hmm. There's tens of thousands of snow geese in the backyard, and uh, <clears throat> I go up to the door, and there's Super old lady comes to the door and she's like, oh, you want to talk to my son? He's in that garage right there. Go in that door. Okay. I walk in there, dude. He's got two couches, big ass table, huge TV, two refrigerators, huge kitchen. And like, I'm like, whoa, this place is nice. He's like, hey, what can I do for you? I was like, um, we want to hunt snow geese in your backyard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. He's like, that's actually what this is. It's like our hunting cabin for pheasants. But as soon as we build it, we kind of quit hunting them. I was like, no way. What? He's like, where are you guys staying? I'm like, the front of that trailer. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like, how long have you been doing that? We're like, going on like 10 days now, you know? And he's oh. like, oh, my God, we have like 10 bedrooms here, and we have like two or three showers and bathrooms. He goes, why don't you guys stay here? There's beer in the fridge. Give me 20 bucks. Oh my god! Yeah, what? It's like no way. So we're like, hell yeah! I went back to the truck, like you guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, we we're gonna shower. <laughs> yeah, we can stay here. And then uh, that was my last year going. And then Pete told me that they've been going back to that guy's house. Really, letting him stay. Well, you, yeah. you gotta right at oh, that yeah. point. Yeah, dude, that's amazing. Yeah, it was freaking awesome. That's so funny. We uh, get we get so lucky out in the Dakotas doing that. Was like, that just, north or south? I don't remember. Dude, honestly, I just eyes on the sky and in the fields and just drive. And all of a sudden, I'll drop a pin like, oh, shit, I'm in North Dakota. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And two hours back, I was in South Dakota. I, I, mean, I don't know. Like, we just scout until yeah. we find the big yeah. one. Spin. That's you, so wild. Have you noticed that the people... Okay, so I don't want to say this in the wrong way because I know I'm going to piss some people off, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Have you noticed that the people in South Dakota are nicer than the people in North Dakota for asking for permission? No. No, no, you not at all. I've never oh, had. Goodness. Oh, um, they're not going to let you blue platers get in there. And well, stuff. I've never had that problem. Oh, ever. I've had it. I've drove up there, been like, "Hey, I'm Joe. You know, I'm from Minnesota, trying to goose something. Yeah, go ahead. I don't care. A lot of times, they'll even say like, "Well, I don't have it posted, so you might not be the only ones out there and stuff like uh, that." If you're in North Dakota, there hasn't been one time I've had a guy get angry with me or be like, "No, you can't hunt out here because you're not from this state." It's like, I've had not, that happen not in both in both South and North Dakota. Really? So now lucky. when I go to get permission, I make sure that they can't see my license plate. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy though, because like when we were just in South Dakota, everybody we talked to, oh, right. like the nicest person ever. Yeah. yeah. You're also in... It's all in the approach. But fuck South Dakota. <laughs> Dude. Dude. They haven't seen another person in Why months. Why do you nickname it that? Bro. Really? <laughs> so funny. It's so funny too, because that makes me think like... We were we asked for permission. Remember that guy that uh, place you guys hunted the day I had to leave Sunday night. Yeah. So that guy owns a pheasant lodge, like thirty minutes from where we were hunting. Nice. And he's like, we were with Wade and Jeff from Louisiana, mm-hmm. and he's like, y'all boys ain't from around here, huh, or whatever. And Wade's <laughs> like, no, sir, we're from Louisiana. And he's like, why don't you guys call me next year and I'll tell you guys if they're up here or whatever. You know, he's nice. like, you know, I gotta. Yeah. And he's like, and on top of that, he's like, you know, it's a pretty slow time for the lodge. He's like, you guys could stay here. <laughs> you know, you could stay at the lodge. And he's like, yeah. you know, next time you come through, 
if you guys don't stop and have a beer, I'm going to be upset. You're going to be mad, yeah. Yeah, he goes, if you don't it's bring like, me what? a cappuccino, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> cappuccino. Cappuccino, so, man. Let me just redeem myself by saying, uh, here's why I think people are less nice to blue platers, quote unquote. Because they go all North over Dakota. the place without permission. So if they just do whatever they want. Well, that, no, and I think North Dakota is a lot more pressured than South Dakota is like, all mm-hmm. year long yeah, for yeah. waterfowl, With people going pheasants. out there, because you don't got to get permission. It's a, it's a free-for-all, basically, yeah. Right. So, But I, no, I've never I, had that. Dude, honestly, I've told this story a couple times, but me and Nick Johnson, we'd go out there to North and South Dakota and go snow goose hunting, right? Yeah. And we'd go Canada goose hunting and duck hunting and stuff. <clears throat> and there was one time, we're actually three for three on going to the bars and asking if anybody's got a spare room or another house for like an old pheasant lodge that me and Nick can stay in. Because a lot of times when we find a field full of birds, we're like an hour away from any town that has a motel or anything. Right, yeah, oh yeah. So one time, me and Nick go into this bar, we're like, well, there's this tiny little town of like freaking maybe 40, 50 houses. There's a bar there. Let's go have a drink and we'll talk to the bartender, you know, whatever. Maybe he'll let us sleep in the back of the bar. Who cares, you know? So we go in this place and... uh I walk in, I go, hey, have you guys, um, you guys wouldn't happen to know anybody that's got like a spare room or anything, do you, for us to like crash in? Because we're, we're goose hunters from Minnesota and we want to stay closer to the field. And he goes, no, no, we ain't got nothing like that. Okay, okay. I go, uh, I'm going to play again pool. So he like plugs the pool table in for me. And we start playing pool and all of a sudden this, like the town pool shark comes in. Me and Nick are just hanging out and having drinks. Comes in like, y'all playing pool? We're like, yeah, we're playing pool. Can I play? I'm like, yeah, man, of course you can play. So me and this town dude who's about the same age as this bartender are playing pool. And the bar hand, like the guy's buddy, is yeah. behind the bar drunk, like wasted <laughs> drunk, you know. And we're playing for like an hour or so. I'm starting to get a little drunk. And the guy must have been like feeling us out. And he's like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. you uh, you still looking for a place to stay? And I was like, yeah. Me and I were like, yeah, we are. He's like, I actually got a house that we do rent out to some pheasant hunters and nobody's in there right now. That drunk guy turns and looks at me and goes, everybody that goes in that house dies. Me and Nick are like, ah. we quit laughing, look at each other like, what? And the guy, the bartender, the owner goes, they were old. <laughs> like, what, dude? I, what the fuck? I don't know if I want to do this. And me and Nick are kind of looking at each other like, uh. So anyways, he's like, well, get in my truck. We stayed for a little while. I, then I was like, okay, I got to get drunk in order to stay in this house. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> I get all buzzed up, jumping this dude's truck, and me and Nick are driving to this guy's house, and he's like, yeah, here it is right here, you know, he's, I guess it was like an old nursing home. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. yes. So we get in there, and we're like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to keep this gun with me, but yeah, we ended up passing out having a good hunt. But then, another time, I don't know where we were, we were snow goose hunting, we go to the bar, and we're like, hey, anybody, there's like five people in there, like, hey, Is anybody? this you and Nick again? It's me and Nick again. Yeah. This is a completely different year. I go, hey, uh, any of you guys got a spot for us to stay? And some guy's like, yeah, I do. Just super old guy. Yeah, I do. I live right down the road. Come on. We're like, all right. So we go over there, and he's like, yeah. He shows us his room, which is downstairs, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you guys are upstairs. He's got them straight up old farm oh, yeah. steps, you know, like yep. one wrong step, you're going to break your neck. <laughs> yeah, sure. So we go up there, dude, and I he shows me my room. Nick's right across the hall from me in his own room, and I'm like, all right. And I look, and I have this weird little, like, doll door that's like up to my waist like tiny in the corner of the room dude like the ring is coming super creepy yeah so i'm like oh well that's weird so it was like 10 o'clock at night so we give this guy 20 bucks me and me and nick 
go into her rooms, go to bed. I had my shotgun next to me <laughs> for safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for safety. The ring girl comes out of there. I'm going to blow a hole through her. <laughs> so, uh, or anything comes out of there in that matter. Hopefully you don't keep your kids in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, it's like it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. Me and Nick got to get up like 5, 5.30, right? All of a sudden we hear the door, front door just smash open. I just started dozing off. Door smashes open, slams shut. And all of a sudden you hear this old guy like coming up the steps. And we're like, dude, his fucking room's downstairs. Why the fuck is he coming up here? You know? And Nick, my phone lights up. Clink. It's Nick. You hear that? <laughs> I'm like, I sure did, dude. Why is he coming? Why is he coming up here? And he's like, I don't know. He's still got your gun. I'm like, yep. <laughs> so are you guys laying like right next to each other? He's he's across the hall from me. Okay, so in there's an, two rooms up there. Yeah, in another room. So this guy walks past us. We hear him open up a door. I thought it was Nick's door. I was like, oh, shit, man. <laughs> he's going to take that shit. <laughs> and, like, and I wasn't going to shoot him for that. I mean, that's the least Nick could do. <laughs> and, um, so he walks past. He opens up this door, goes into another room that we didn't even know was like paid any attention. I guess there was a room at the end of the hallway. Slams that door. Turns on this like old Western TV show. And just starts cracking beers till four in the morning, dude. Like, what? just chugging beers. I was oh like, are you God. fucking kidding me, dude? We're your <laughs> guests. And we're, you know, we got to get up early, you know? Like, oh my God. Me and Nick woke up, walked out of there, didn't even say anything to him. He's probably drunk, passed out in his chair and just bounced. And Nick was like, that was the craziest thing ever. I think I maybe got 40 minutes of sleep. I was like, right, <laughs> right. me too. You've been better sleeping in the truck, you know? Right, right, exactly. It was just crazy. Dude, that reminds oh me God. of a fucking video series that you did on your Snapchat that absolutely killed me, where you guys found abandoned houses. Oh, dude, entering the haunted. <laughs> And turn him into what? Dude, Entering the haunt. Dude. Yeah. Joe would go up to this fucking Joe would go up to like the worst uh, homes yeah. that are obviously not been You've never seen these? For nine, no, you've never man. seen for Entering nine. the Haunted on my Snapchat? No. Oh my god, go, dude. Well, we gotta check the house and he has like a shotgun. Shit face it. drunk, dude. <laughs> Shit face drunk, me and Turkey Man. And dude, the best Nick part. Nick God, we get loaded and go in them the houses. The best part is you go, you kick down the front door you go hello yeah. <laughs> we come in peace and we're on arm and we all got shotguns <laughs> just creep around the house and like try to scare each other and shit dude that one time i found a safe it was me and turkey man we we're in south dakota snowgis hunting and i have like two or three beers and i'm like dude turkey there's a safe but the safe was already open jesus so i go oh we gotta try to make this funny somehow so i'm like all right turkey you ready to open up this safe and he's like, yeah, let's do it. And I go, I hope there's not money in there because I really don't want to shoot turkey. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, and Turk's like, what? He's like, nothing. <laughs> so like, I open, I almost open up the safe and then I cut it off and we go through the whole house, like kind of leave that simmer for a little bit. And then at the end of the snap, I open up the safe and there's two ice cold bush lights and they're like, dude, no way. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. I loved it. Just went nuts. Dude. People are like, those weren't in there. It's like, of course they weren't in there, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So some of the places are super Entering cool. the haunted. Yeah. Entering the haunted. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Seriously, though, the staple for me, like, there was one time where you went, you guys went into, like, eight, eight of them in yeah. a night. And yeah. Every single Zastro. time. Yeah. Hello? <laughs> yeah. I loved, I loved it when Zastro would do the interview, because he'd be like, yeah, we went and talked to the farmer, and he said the last kids that went in there, he came on their back. All right, they never came back. <laughs> 
Oh man, I miss those days. That was so fun. Me and Pete, me and Pete Zaster had so much goddamn fun doing that, dude. It was oh, just a riot. I had dude, such a good reaction out of that too. Like people were like, "Dude, you need to make this a TV show and shit." Like that. I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> entering the haunted yeah, TV right. show with Joe Hines, right? Just walking around, kicking indoors, and yeah, it was fun, man. Dude, I loved it. At my cabin, there's like this old abandoned farm site on like oh, the yeah. upper part, oh, and dude. there's a cellar. Yes, dude. Oh yeah. And when I used to like when my dad introduced me to road hunting. At night out in South Dakota, he had permission with all the farmers out there. He he knew all of them, so like, like yeah, kill, kill all the fucking raccoons mm-hmm. and coyotes. So then we'd see these raccoons, like the rafters are just like showing on the outside, and you shine a spot lamp, and right. there's like twelve sets of eyes. Yeah, just and it's just like oh my god. So then one day during the day, I think I had to have been twelve, thirteen, and I have my twenty gauge. And I see these cellar doors. I'd never noticed them before on the backside of the house. I was too scared to go into the house. And I see the cellar doors, and I open up the doors, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> 50 raccoons. So when I saw you doing that shit, it oh, just yeah. literally brought me back to my childhood. I was like, oh, no yeah. fucking way. This is Bro, so the funniest funny. thing, two things. First thing, the funniest thing, though, is Joey and I, every time we would go out there, we would bring, like, kids from our high school and shit out there that would come and hang out with us at the lodge. Yeah. Every time we would go out there, dude, Joey and I'd be driving and they'd be in the backseat or whatever. We would instantly pull up into that area and you had to drive past all the abandoned houses to get down to the nice ass lodge, you know? Nice. We would pull up and park the fucking truck and Here we take are. our backpacks out and we're like, all right, guys. And they were like, what? Yeah, I call the top room. And like, <laughs> crawl through the window. Joey's obviously like. Joey obviously went. To, we went to a private school. Like right. not many kids were like. We have a very nice cabin. Yeah, they have a right, super right, nice right. cabin, dude. Like kids are from rich, rich areas. We're bringing kids out there that are living in like million dollar houses in Maple Grove, uh, pulling up to this piece of shit. Yeah, right. All the windows are busted out. Yeah. It's just absolutely de- decrepit. Literally. And Joey grab his backpack and hop out of the truck. I grab my backpack. Kids are like, That's they awesome. wouldn't get out of the truck, dude. They were just <laughs> sitting in the back in the seat, like looking at us through the glass and we're like come on and joe and i just walk in the front door and they're like no way got got everyone so oh yeah hard. that's awesome just kidding man this isn't my fucking house <laughs> yeah, oh they, they were finally like I was about to call my dad very, very eerily get out of the truck like super slow and start looking for their bag and they're like uh, i don't know man you maybe we just sleep in the truck you know and we're right, like right. no dude this place is super nice on the inside right. it's just i have fun. seen a couple places that look like shit on the outside and then you go on the inside it's like fuck this place is pretty it's nice. not bad yeah it's not bad i can sleep there dude, it was so funny man the raccoon thing though that makes me think of that story scott was telling us Oh man! Oh dude, I cannot wait to get him on the podcast. Yeah, we can't tell it. it. Yeah, we can't tell. tell. I don't We're think he'll tell it. you either, honestly. On the podcast, I don't think he would, but maybe. Dude, I don't know. every time he's told, I've heard Funny. him tell that raccoon shit. Oh, he's too. in tears. Yeah, yeah, me too. Dude, that's Roker so... had it on his back. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, see, so teaser. Exactly We're stopping it there. All right. So, All right. hey, did you meet Nick J hunting with Phil Schmidt? Uh so like a super long time ago, I was hunting a field right you're next old. to the field. You guys are old, so like yeah, thirty one. Nick's like thirty three. He's thirty three, something bro. like that. Yeah, Oof. yeah. So um, we hunted one time together a long time ago, and I didn't know he was Nick J. You know, I just was like, oh, there's Phil's helper because he helped Phil for yeah. a long time, and um, that was it. And then I didn't see him for a while because he got in some trouble, so he couldn't hunt, and then. When he sold out, I called, or no, 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 Phil called me one day because I had customers and was like, hey, could I get a helper? 
He's like, yeah, I called Nick Johnson. I think he's hunting again. So I called Nick and Phil goes, yeah, he might actually be a better goose caller than you. And I was like, yeah, right. So I call Nick and Nick's like, yeah, we, we uh, met at the, a calling contest down in Mankato. I was like, oh, cool. And he goes, yeah, you took like uh, second or third and I took fourth. I was like, nice. So I called Phil right away. Like, he's not <laughs> fucking better than I am, dude. Don't ever say that again. But no, and then that's how we met. And then ever since then, he was really into duck calling or still is really in the duck calling contest. And I was like doing some contests here and there, you know, taking like freaking second, third and like a novice, you know, like not yeah, really yeah. trying too hard. Just goose calling though. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, he's like, well, dude, I'm going down to foils waterfall weekend and then I'm going over here and then I'm going over here. Cause in duck calling, you got to qualify to go to the world. Right. So he's got to chase his ticket. It's called. So when you win a, win a sanctioned contest, you qualify for the worlds and that's your ticket to get to the world. So that's right. why they call it that. If anybody's wondering, but anyway, so, um, I was like, well, dude, I'll start coming to these. So I started going to contests and then I was like, you know, if I'm going to spend this much money and this much time on coming to these contests, I should practice and get better and try to win them, right. you know, like try to win yeah. the money, at least place top three and pay for my hotel, you know? <laughs> so then that's what we started doing. That was probably like five, six, six years ago. Me and Nick really oh, haven't. Me and Nick haven't met, known each other for that long. Five, six years. I don't That's know. Crazy. Well, I've known Nick for almost four years now. Really? Yeah. So I guarantee you, you've known him longer than five or six years. Oh, maybe. You could be right. I don't freaking know, dude. Yeah, it seemed like when I, I mean, because obviously Joey Joey met Nick. No, because 2013, then, 14, I don't think I knew who he was. I don't know. I'd have to look, but yeah. People always thought like we grew up together and shit. Like, nope. <laughs> He's yeah. from the cities. I'm from... West of the cities, about an hour. Do you still hunt with some of the guys you grew up with? Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. Yeah, Aaron Luke and you uh, grow up with Jesse Turkey? and Jesse Dino. And, who? Did you grow up with Turkey? No, Turkey's from Illinois. Me and Turkey have been friends for five years. Really? So he moved up here from Pekin, Illinois, where we go goose hunting at. Yeah, yeah. And his girlfriend was working at a bar that She's my now so ex girlfriend's working at. And I was like, "Who's the new girl?" He's like, "Oh, Amanda." And then I was like, "Well, who's?" Like, who's she dating or what's she? They're from Illinois. I'm like, why the fuck is she up here? And she's like, well, that's her boyfriend down there, Seth. I looked over at Seth, dude, big old burly guy sitting at the bar, not looking at anybody. I was like, that guy looks mean as fuck. <laughs> so then uh, one random day, me and my buddy Drew, this was like summertime, we were drinking, and uh car pulls up. Weird. And he goes, uh, hey, I got a keg in the back seat. You guys want to cruise around? We're like, yep. <laughs> so <laughs> we jump in, we go to the bar. Carter's working there. Turkey's sitting there. I didn't know his name was Turkey. I just knew it was Seth. And uh, I pull up to the corner of the bar, and I'm like, hey, can I get a round of shots, buy people shots? I'm like, you want one, buddy? And he's like, yeah, I'll take one. And then he's like, you want to play pool? I was like, yeah, I'll play pool. And I smoked him, obviously, because Turkey's trash. <laughs> <laughs> Turkey's like one of the best pool players I know. <laughs> but uh, but uh, so then it, the friendship just kind of went from there. And then uh, he's like, yeah, I'm a big deer hunter. And we kind of went to his house. And he's like, I got a bunch of fireworks and guns at my place. I live like a mile away. You want to come over? I'm like, Yep. <laughs> Instant. <laughs> yeah. So we brought the keg over there. And yeah. So we just kind of started hanging out ever since then, dude. And uh, I told him that I goose hunt stuff and that I guide. And he's like, oh, no shit. I've never done that. So I took him with to my greater valley, actually, for his first bird. And we landed a goose and he smacked it like a turkey, the turkey that he is. So that's how go. it started. And ever since then, he's like, this is the coolest shit ever. He's been addicted since. Yeah. I fucking love that man. Yeah, and his wife, are they, they married now? Uh, I mean, freaking basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, they have a couple of kids or a kid One, together. Yeah, Braley. She's so nice. She's like three. Just had, she just had her third birthday. Well, she is a, such an awesome woman. Mm -hmm. And then Turkey is Turkey. Yeah. yeah. Say it, say it for me. 
turkey is no, turkey. no, no. Say turkey. Yo, turkey. <laughs> What's happening with you, dog? <laughs> I love awesome. that shit. Every time I see him, that's the only reason why I watch your Snapchat is for turkey. It's for turkey. Yeah, yeah. I've actually you, had that. Like, you got to get turkey on a podcast, dude. I want to hear his background. He's just demolition guy that moved up here for work. Why did he move? Linked here? up with me because there's a lot more work. Yeah. yeah. A lot more work up here, so linked up with me. I've been taking him hunting ever since. That's so. Random, he's a good guy. He, he scouts really well. Like he's the shit. I love that dude. One of the what questions. made him move move to Hutch? Work, dude. I don't know. Oh, um, I, don't, I just houses yeah. are houses are cheaper in Hutch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So he um, rents a farm place. Yeah. And, and that place is gorgeous, Cal. Yeah, the place is. It's nice. amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. When Joe had his when Joe had his Fourth of July party, he had it at Turkey's place. Yeah. And that's where I shot that pigeon man. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, that was cool. Dude, that, that was, was such a yeah. Wild we have a Fourth of July party out there at Turkey Man's house, um, right east of Hutchinson. So if anybody's listening to this, and everybody's welcome to come, we spend dude, over a thousand dollars on fun. fireworks and just shoot trap, drink beer, shoot fireworks, and yeehaw. <laughs> and there's a trampoline. So sup? Well, wear a white shirt, Joey. I'll bring buckets of water. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Up, I'll down, grab up, those. Down, up, down. Eyes <laughs> down here, boss. Did you have something, or I was going to ask him something? Yeah. Uh, one of the questions was uh, talk about your pigeon bands uh, with Joe on the podcast because you've shot quite a bit of pigeon bands because yep. someone watched your video where I shot the pigeon band at your 4th of July party. Yep. So, uh, one of my questions for you was you only have goose bands on your lanyard now. Mm-hmm. However, how many pigeon bands have you shot? Because you used to pigeon I counted them the other day on like Instagram. What, on Instagram, Instagram Live? Instagram Live. Someone's like, how many pigeon bands you got? I think it was like 14 or 15 or 16 or somewhere in there. Have you ever called them in? Uh, a couple of them, yeah. Couple Where were they them, from? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, don't, I know one was from Red Wing. Mm. And there was a pure white one. It was the first one of the day. It came swooping in. I'm like, I call that one because it was my spot. I'm like, yeah. I call that white one whack and it was double banded with a cool orange band on it. Cool. I called that guy. He's like, Well, why'd you shoot it? I was like, Because I was pigeon hunting. He's like, It was pure white. I'm like, Well, I shot it. <laughs> and he's like, What the hell? And I'm like, Look, dude, I just called to tell you that pigeon's not going to come back and hung up on him. Oh, my God. Never, didn't call me back or nothing. See, so. I've got five or six pigeon bands. And the way I call them in is there's an AU site. Yeah, yeah, you can do that too. That's yeah. where you get the number. Well, the one that I shot at your uh, yeah. party was from Janesville, which is by Rochester. Oh shit! Yeah, it's crazy how far them things travel. I know, really. Is. When you were they're, saying they're like the smartest bird ever, dude. They're smart, but they're not. Right. I think they just say fuck it sometimes. I think they just don't get hunted. You know, right. like anything. You take the smartest animal, quit hunting it for twenty years, and then hunt it. You're gonna kill it pretty easy. Mm-hmm. You know, so it is. It's just like in uh, New Zealand, they had they didn't have a duck season for over twenty years, mm-hmm. and then they had a they had like their duck opener like two years ago. Yep. And you should have seen the numbers coming out of New Zealand. Oh, I bet it was disgusting. I wish I would have been there. And there were protesters, like wearing orange with air horns in the swamp. No. And a couple of them got shot. So uh, are you going to be pigeon hunting this summer at all? I was going to say, hold on, on that topic, got some questions about safety talks. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so as a guide, do you do safety talks? Uh, Yeah. Tell people, hey, man, don't wear orange out in the field. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, I mean, it depends on if it's deer season. If it's deer season, we give everybody a piece of orange to walk with, an orange hat or an orange vest or whatever we can. But, um, yeah, we go over safety speech. We go over really everything. You what know? is your safety speech? I get you guys out there, and I say, hey, you know, you go here, 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 you know, fit, fit in with your group. And then I'll basically say, uh, I haven't said it for a while. Um, okay, 
now that we're out here, everybody's attention. Hey, let's have fun. Have you ever given a safety speech? See you later. (laughs) (laughs) Don't shoot each other in the fucking face. No, so I basically just say like, hey, you know, we're going to use common sense while we're out here. Don't shoot over each other's heads. This is front. This is back. This is left. This is right. So if I say, hey, one out back, that means you got to turn around and shoot them out back. Be safe. Don't push those lids up. Push those lids back. They go backwards. They'll slide on that grass because if you push it up, it can hit your buddy and it can hit him with his gun and a disaster can happen. So be safe. And I tell people like push it back and forth, get comfortable with it. And then I'm like, you know, don't shoot over each other's heads. Use common sense. Uh, the limit is three birds per person. So when you shoot your three birds, you're done. Here's your tags. Mm-hmm. And then you have to unload. There's no, oh, what if a duck comes bullshit? You know, because we're killing geese out here. You know what I mean? And if a random duck does come through the pit, you're not going to be able to shoot at it. Sorry, dude. You know, so you get three birds per person. And um, if I come, wa- when I come walking back with birds, I stop and who shot this one on the left? Who shot this one on the far right? This one was over here. And people are usually really good at like, oh, this one, this one, this one, you know. But I also say like, you're not going to shoot your three geese, not claim them because they're not banded or double banded or whatever, because you're just selfish taking away a limit from somebody else, your friend next to you or something, you know. Right. So or we, taking away bands from Joe. No, not even. So it's like, <laughs> I got plenty of But it's, so it's like, so when you shoot your three birds, you're, you're, you're done, you know, you're fucking over with. And then other than that, um, yeah, use common sense. I also say, um, me I was just and say two this. other guys are going to jump out of the pit. That's it. Everyone else stays in yeah, the pit. Yeah, everybody stay in the pit. Me and I'll call a guy, like a younger guy, like you or you, you know, some agile guys look like they can get in and out of the pit pretty good. We're going to be the only ones going out there getting birds. You know what I mean? So that way, because everybody gets excited when you volley, you know, and especially in a double band frenzy, like, area like that people are just go nuts whack 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 you kill 20 geese everybody's out of the pit kicking guns over kicking coffees over yep. stepping on people you know it's like everybody calm down i'm gonna bring that's your scary. birds back to you you know yeah it's scary too that's scary why we shit. don't that's why we don't allow dogs up there either because they'll just all they do is knock guns over in the pit you know yep. so yeah well the amount of times that i've helped guide or buddy hunt while you guys are guiding clients whatever you want to call it but mm-hmm. um you guys are pretty strict, and I was yeah. very surprised by that, but it's it makes me feel very comfortable because right. you don't let people out of the pits. Yep. The only people I've let you seen out of the – let you – that I've seen – ow. That I've seen what? you let people – Have you ever given a safety talk? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever drank a beer before, dude? No. This is my first one. So they uh, – you'll I've heard you say to the clients, hey, everyone stay in your pit. Mark where your bird fell. Yep. I will bring that bird back to mm-hmm. you. Whatever. And that made me very safe because I was one of those people right. going out to grab geese for people. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, there's I mean, just, it just cause shit happens, man. Yeah, there's common sense ways of doing things. But I've also seen people like point, like they get oh, excited, you know, you're paying for a hunt, you want to shoot a bird, you know, blah blah blah. So they point like over like two, three people's heads and just bang away. A couple times I've gra- like grabbed them or like pushed their gun up, like dude. Don't be shooting over people's heads like that. Like quit mm-hmm. shooting. You're not shooting. That bird's on the far right. You have ten guys on the right. Why the fuck are you shooting? You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. yeah, well, I've also heard you talk about lanes. Yeah, yeah. Shoot your lanes for sure. You have 10 to 2. Yeah, yeah. Do not shoot over to the left because you will yep. muzzle blast the guide's ears yeah, exactly. and he will be pissed. Yeah, I'll be mad. Usually when I call the shot, I just get down. I only start shooting. There was like two weeks there when I I wasn't shooting. I was just well, kind of. Because it was so hot. Right. I was just kind of like, okay, I'm going to stay down. I'll shoot mine at the end or something, you know? So I always just say, 
take them and I get down, hunker down, pop, 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 try to watch people, see where who's shooting what. So, yeah. No, I, I got to give you props on that one, though. Like, every time I went up to Fergus or even when I was in Migrated Valley with Nick, yep. Nick is so serious about his safety talk. Sick. Nick is so serious about his safety talk. <laughs> And he, uh, you know, and that was my first time guiding. So to see, mm-hmm. like, the guy ahead of me be so serious about it taught me, hey. Yeah. Because you don't know the skill levels of those hunters. No, absolutely not. And, I mean, I'm not going to slander anybody or anything, but a lot of them will like, surprise you. Sight. You know, like, why would he do that? You know, what well, the hell? Well, here's a part of it, too. A lot of those guys aren't shooting the amount of birds that we are. Right. And so... When the adrenaline gets excited, pumping yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and you have a flock of 30 to 50 mm-hmm. geese landing on you, yep. all hell breaks loose. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. People will take their gun off of safety before they get out of the pit. Oh, yeah. And they will shoot in the yeah. pit. Oh, yeah. And that scares the absolute shit out of me. So I did have an incident where I brought it. We were at the 88 pit, and I brought everybody. I put them in their holes. I was like, okay, everybody's good. Get in there. You know, make sure your gun's pointing straight up when you load your gun. Don't be standing over people's holes and shit. You know what I mean? Like talking to somebody looking down. Great way to get your face blown off. Yep. And I told the guys who drove the trucks, you guys get in your trucks, follow me. We're going to go park. So as we stopped there, I was on the phone, and I heard like a tung, like out in the distance. And I was like, what the hell is that? And some guy looked at me like, sound like somebody just shot. And I was looking around like, I don't see any geese. You know, like, what the hell? I didn't hear any geese, any calling or anything. or You know, like, what? And then I seen a couple people getting out of the pit and walking down the pit, and they stopped at the last hole, and we're, like, looking in there. I was like, oh, shit. Yikes. So I ran down there, and what happened was this kid had this gun. wasn't that old, I didn't think, but he, he was holding his eye. And the other buddy was, like, holding his ears, like, oh, man, my ears are ringing so bad. I was like, what the fuck happened? But I could tell they had all their body parts, and they weren't bleeding, you know, so I'm like, okay. Right. And I looked at his gun, and his stock of his gun was just shattered, like, into wood pieces. He's like, dude, I put a shell in there, and I ejected the shell in there, and it popped. And it, bl- and it blew out, dude. Like, like his handle of his gun was shattered, what? disintegrated. It was wood. And he had a little black piece of shrapnel on his eye. So we make Whoa. people sign waivers, too, which is good. But um, he's like, oh, I'll be fine. He's a like, younger dude. He's like, I'll be fine. I just want to shoot geese. I was like, no, dude, you got to get out of here. Go to the emergency room. Because you could see it in his eye. So he gets Jeez. in his truck, goes to the emergency room. They pull it out. Said it was under like two layers of his eye. Jeez. He came back and killed his limit. Like, Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he was okay, though. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah, yeah that's right. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, man. I've heard about people blowing their toes off. And Yep. Yeah, Is that crazy. the craziest thing that's happened while you've been hunting with people? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Dude, I've got so many bad ones, but one of them, I was maybe four years old, and my dad, my dad's job, my dad had a construction company, and his job, at the, he was the founder, and so like he just had, he delegated all the construction work to other people, right. so his job was to manicure these properties to take high-end clients out, duck and goose, pheasant, deer, whatever, mm-hmm. and so he put septic tanks in the ground. That hadn't been used before. So it's just like a giant pit. And he put, he like screwed handles in there to hold your gun and shit. And he said, um, yeah, put your guns in these holders. Like he was guiding and I was a kid with my dad. And one of the handles broke and the gun fell and mm. it shot. Oh, and shit. it bounced off the septic tank and everyone got sprayed with BBs. Oh, fuck. And I had about what? seven or eight BBs in my neck when I was, it's like 
four years old. That's crazy. And then we were out uh, hunting yeah. on an opener a couple of years ago. It's like four we years had, ago now. We had mm. 10 guys in this goose field. Layout blinds. Yeah, and we had all the blinds way too close to each other. And a flock of 30 geese, like Joe, seven yards from us. Just Jesus. stupid close. The best. Everyone pulls up, and one guy doesn't shoot his lane. Shoots mm-hmm. the guy's gun next to him. Oh no! Sh- I mean, the whole gun was in thirty-eight pieces Jesus all Christ. over the field. My buddy, who lives here, Noah, right. got hit with a piece of that gun in his head, and he's like, "What in the hell was that?" And right. we like rained out a flock, and I'm on the other side of the field. Right. We right. rained out like eleven, huh. in like all the shot like once, you know. And we thought we crushed the whole flock. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <clears throat> someone just starts screaming at the other end, and I'm like, "Oh no!" Right. And we go out, and his gun is just trash. And I'm like, oh my, it could have been so much worse because he fired a shot. Yeah. Then his gun got shot. Yeah. And if he would have fired another shot. Yeah, it would have been bad. It would have been so much yeah. worse. Yeah, I mean, you do, you got to be safe out there, dude. You got to use common sense. And I mean, it's just, I mean, you're shooting guns, dude. You know? Yeah. Even with people's ears. You don't want to fuck people's ears up that bad. Oh, look at me, dude. My I left can't hear anything. My left ear is so bad. It's, it rings. Every every night I lay in bed thinking about it. Like, God damn it. I you got tinnitus? Plugs and shit. Probably. I don't know. Shit. Tonight Dude, that's I'm so glad we got sound gear. Oh. Oh. Right, I know I got some too. I just I just wear earplugs as best I can, you know. But why don't you wear like your anything nice stuff? I don't like wearing protection. <laughs> <laughs> I just get it. Protect your ears, not your dick. Bingo, <laughs> bingo. <laughs> that's another Joe Hines tag. <laughs> yeah, Wild Air gave me a gave me a um, set of Wild Ears. And they're like, yeah, man, just promote them as much as you can. I'm like, I'm going to promote them how I want to, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> not thinking the saying I was going to come with was, protect your ears, not your deck. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> Six sponsorship. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Appreciate you. We don't know him. Yeah, yeah right. That's what no, they No, dude, I, I, I talked to the guy who did it, and he said, like, yeah, you've sold us quite a few of them. Like, you sold us a pile of them. So that's good, but. Yeah, I don't know. Just wearing wearing hearing protection while hunting sucks because it fucks up your calling. Like, it makes the calling sound weird. And I like to hear the sounds the birds are making when they're dumping in and just everything, mm-hmm. you know. So I'll t- tell you what, though, man. Two years? Two years ago? Is that when we started using sound gear? Yeah, two years. This would be year three. Okay, so two years ago on opener, we had just got them. I had never used them out hunting. And I'm like, and I start calling with them in, and I'm like, this is weird. Yeah, this yeah. is weird as shit. Yeah. And I ask the guys, and they're like, it sounds great. I'm like, okay. So I think with that thing, because you have built up muscle muscle memory, you're a contest right. caller. Yeah. So, like, you know what you're doing yeah. no matter what. And you don't have to physically like hear usually, it, yeah. especially if you haven't just retuned a call. Mm-hmm. So um, as long as you have muscle memory and you know what you're doing yeah. on a call, you're going to be fine. I have a lot of buddies that work at 3M and just get me boxes of, like, a 1,000 earplugs. So I just, like, have them barely in my ear. And when I'm calling, and I'm like, all right, you're setting in here. I'm going to shove these in my ear, take them, you know. That's yeah. just usually what I do. That's the most comfortable, too. Some of those ear protection things are pretty expensive, and I'd hate to lose them. Oh, yeah. And I lose everything. Oh, uh, dude. Everything. Well, we're going to be filming a video later of the five things that you can't hunt without. Yep. And we were talking about it on the phone last night. Like, dude, I don't know what to bring. All I yeah. bring out to the blind are my calls, my gun, and a box of shells. And, like, a box or two of shells. That's literally all my blind. Because I'm the same way. And my thermos. <laughs> and my thermos. That's that's literally it. I was going to bring that, too, but I thought it would be kind of too generic. Well, whatever. Big coffee guy. Love big coffee. <laughs> big coffee yeah. guy. Big coffee guy. Love it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we got some time left. Let's see what else well, yeah, what some the, people want to ask. What the questions that you got, Joe? I mean, I, I got a repeat, repetitive one that just asked, like, your first band that started your band craze. 
And I mean, honestly, I'm it, gonna go take a pee real quick. So, right. do you even have a band craze, or you just happen to shoot a lot of bands? You know, I I don't know. I mean, I do have a band craze. I love killing band and waterfall. Well, yeah, of course. You know, just because I like the data, I like knowing the age where it came from. They're just super cool and fun. But I mean, do you band hunt a lot? Though? I well, yeah, I do. I band hunt a lot. Specifically, go yeah. after banded birds. But I mean, honestly, if they didn't band them, I'd still be decoying honkers and shooting them and waking up every day and guiding right. and shit. You know, it's just a plus that comes with it. Yeah, for sure. Which is cool. You know, and everybody else thinks it's cool too. People love them. So, what so. was your first band then? <laughs> my first band, we, me, and. My buddy Brad, his brother farmed this field that was right across from the refuge. And, I mean, I've been duck hunting and goose hunting. We were probably, oh, God, uh, 14, 15. It was a two-hour late start, I want to say, in, like, okay. ninth grade or something. I don't know. I know that I went to the middle, or I went to the, I was in high school. And uh, my buddy Brad's brother farmed this land. And we probably had 20 super mag goose shells. And three uh, Bigfoot full bodies. And I actually, Sick. I actually found that big one of the Bigfoot full bodies that we used, and I still have it to this day in my trailer, that yeah. I used, which is super cool. But um, so we went out there and set them up. We didn't have any layout blinds. I think this is like right when layout blinds were coming out or something like that. And we were laying in this ditch, and like a twenty pack of geese decoyed. And I pulled up, shot. All three of mine, my buddy Aaron did, Brad did. I can't remember who was all there. I think it was four or five of us. We rained them out pretty good. Brad ran up to his. He's like, mine's got a leg band. And honestly, dude, I didn't really know what they were at the time. I was like, what? Right. You know, like I was just out here to hunt because I like hunting. You know, I was like, what's that? And I ran over to like, because I was on the far right. So I ran out to my far right bird and I picked it up. I'm like, holy shit, mine's got a one of them things too, you know? And he's like, hell yeah. <laughs> so then I kind of found more out about him. Yeah. And I was like, well, these things are really cool, you know? So. Yeah, I, I always thought about, I still have that band on my lanyard. I always thought about, like, re-looking it up to see where it came from, you know? Yeah. If I even did. I don't know if I did or not, but back in them days, like, back in 2002, 3, 4, 5, 6, you had to, like, call them in, and then they'd yeah, send yeah. you a certificate in the mail. So I'd sit there at four or five days later, like, checking the mail, like, come on, come on, come on, you know? Yeah, dude. Which was cool. But, uh, yeah, other than that, after that, it, it I know I killed another band, but it took me, like, three, four years Till I actually After that got first one. one. Yeah, but I mean, I was only killing like 80, 90 geese a year back when I was like... Yourself or as a group? 15, 16. As a, like a group, probably. But then his brother ended up selling that, or moving out of that house and not being the farmer of that land. And that was the first... God, we had to be 14, 15. Because I leased... That was the first field that I leased when I was 16 years old. I went up to the farmer and was like, Hey, I really like hunting out here. And I know, you know, this guy, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. I wonder if I could lease it. Sure. Hell what yeah. What do you... What do you think kept you from killing more geese back then versus to what you're doing now? Besides Probably going to Fergus. A lot more. Besides going to Fergus, of course, but um calling. Well, you not only that, calling? but you you're the calling, hunting every day. Now. The calling, the scouting, the permission for land, you know? I mean, the older you get, the more, you know, freedom you have to do things and shit, you know? I don't know. And yeah, being able to hunt every day definitely helps. <laughs> that's something I get asked so often, and that's something I wanted to ask you, and it was a perfect segue. But And I, and I had to really think about it because I'm like, okay, I'm definitely a better caller now. But I think the biggest thing is just going out and knocking on doors. 
Yeah. Not not finding, not have that like three fields of permission and yep. just being like, I'm going to hit these yeah. so See, hard. That's what a lot of guys do. They have their grandpa's field and that's right. all they hunt, you know, every day. Geese are going west, your grandpa's field's on the right, you're still putting decoys out there, you know. You'd be surprised if you went to that guy's field on the left and said, hey, my grandpa's Johnny Schmo. And he'd be like, oh, me and Johnny Schmo are good boys. He comes over and plays cards all the time. Yeah, you can go out there and hunt. There you go. You know, get out there. But you also got to hide and shit like that. But, I mean, there's a skill to it, but at the same time, well, for, you you, for young kids, seeing your Snapchat and saying, right. how does this guy kill so many geese? What do you right. think is the biggest uh, calling differentiator? Probably of calling. The hiding, calling. The hide and the calling. Okay. The calling is 90% for, for, geese. for us. Yes. For geese. And a lot of people say, no, it's not that. It's location. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go to the fucking Nevada desert and start blowing my goose call and start killing honkers. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to scout. You got to get under them at least. And then go out there, focus on your hide. You know, I like to stubble the shit out of my blind. There's a lot of people that will send me pictures like, what do you think's wrong? They're flaring right. off us. It's like, well, all of you put five handfuls of stubble in your doors and that's it. You know, like, dude, you got to hide. Yep. You got to, one blind can't be five feet in front of the other one, you know, or vice versa or way over here because then it just looks bad. Like, when I go to stubble my blinds and put the blinds together, we try to make it look like an overgrow of some sort. Right. You know? Super stubble the blinds, faces down, calling, flagging, <laughs> Nick J. Fuck off, Nick Johnson. Flagging and just doing what you got to do, you know? that's I mean, that's basically it. Right. Unless you're hunting an X-Field, then, I mean, sometimes you don't even got a flag or a call or anything, you know? Well, just just point, hide from them, dude. At that point, it's just don't fuck it up. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. I had a guy ask, too. I don't know. That's something we can get in another time about decoys and stuff like that. But um, Well, no, that's a really good segue into, because people are like, I, I only have 50 full bodies. I only have 100 yeah. silhouettes. You can do a lot have... of damage with 50 full bodies. You can do a lot of damage with, with uh, uh, that was another question somebody was asking me, like, well, do decoy numbers really matter? Yes and no. You know, right. I've gone out and used 50 dozen decoys and I probably could have used five dozen. You yep. know, it honestly just depends on what our height is, where we're at, how many guys we got, you know, and mm -hmm. that's that's really it. So. So how does that translate then where we're at, how many guys we got, you know, translate. So like, so like say. Say you only have four dozen decoys. That's like what most people have, right? Yeah, four right, dozen right. Full bodies. So if you are only working with two dozen, three dozen, four dozen decoys, space them out, put them wide, and put them long. Make is what your we always say too. Yeah, yes, and don't be afraid to put those decoys an inch or two apart from each other. Like a lot of times I see is like that army formation. Like, all right, guys, put the decoys out. A guy will take 10 steps, set one down. A guy will take 10 steps, set one down. A guy yeah. will take 10 steps, set one down. When geese are feeding in a field. They're literally side by side by each other. They're yep. almost bumping shoulders, you know. Put them right next to each other in little pods. Yep. And then I try to make my kill hole, quote unquote, right in front of me. So yeah. they'll try to filter in right there. They'll land with your decoys because they land with real geese all the time. Mm -hmm. But it just, yeah, space them out. Put them in little family pods. Everyone's like, oh, family pods are for early season. Bullshit, dude. I've been putting them in family pods my whole freaking life. Family pods, quote right. unquote, you know. Like Groups a pack here, a pack here, a pack here, and for, a pack here. You know? For the people who don't know what a family pod is. Yeah, groups of like two to eight, right. you know. And I try to put the abundance of them in front of me. 
So when those geese are coming in landing, they're not looking at my blinds. Like, I don't want right. a pile of decoys behind me and then not that many around me because they're going to be looking right at you, you know, like, what the hell's that? So I try to go back, put decoys in front of me, and then just little family pods out, stretched out, you know, 20 yards on my left, 20 yards on my right, and then 20 yards, 30 yards in front. So they'll land amongst with those decoys. Sure. Well, so. it's, it's um, I didn't have a whole lot of full bodies uh, five years ago. Right. And like I could always goose call, but at the same time I wasn't, you know, where I am today. Right. And when I really got good at goose calling, I looked at my spread and I picked the best looking full bodies and I had 31. Nice. And I used those for an entire season, whether we had two people. Yeah, I remember one per- them 31. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. One person to eight people. Smack and them. we fucking smacked yeah. them. Oh, yeah. And I mean smacked them. So mm-hmm. in my opinion, it doesn't always matter. You don't need no. 200 dozen decoys. If your hide is dynamite and, and you're not like really running traffic, you can get away with a dozen decoys. I was running traffic with 31 Easy. decoys, dude. I, we were, I was, I've been talking about doing a freaking video with two DSD lookers. Just two DSD lookers. Yes. And I know yep. there's been other guys that have been like, the one decoy challenge. You sky busted that. You didn't backflap that goose on the ground. You know what I mean? I want to do the one, two decoy challenge. That's funny you say that because Joey and I. You know what I mean? Joey and I were just, we did a podcast like probably a month ago talking about like different things we want to do. And one of the things Joey said was laying in socks <laughs> yeah, in, in, in Canada. No, 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 no. Canada socks. Like trying to lay yeah. in Canada socks. But the other thing that I brought up that we, we kind of had a long it. conversation about was trying to hunt with like less, see how it works hunting with less decoys at certain points. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, one thing, well, I've got so many dive bombs, and and they they give you uh, in packs of 12s, and I think mm-hmm. uh, there's Packs like of 12s? Two, like Big dozens. Aldo's packs of 14, and he's cheaper. That's weird. <laughs> well, anyways. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That's going to be edited out, just like my Miss 100 for Shots You Don't Take freaking joke. <laughs> I was so bummed about that, dude. I was so ready for no, that joke. Weren't. Yes, I was. I called Joey right away. Like, Come on, dude. That was a funny. But okay. anyways. Yeah. So anyway, but I, what I want to do this year is put out a, a spread of all sentries. All I've right, done it. right heads. I've done it. How did it work out? We killed geese. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, you know, I don't think yeah. it matters. You know, I, I think people think way too much about the, the upright to feeder scenario or percentage think you know? about it this way like it, it's just a body dude you know I think about know. it this way though when geese are feeding are they clucking and moaning a lot of times that's how i find mm. them sometimes dude you know how many times i've stopped on a gravel road like god i've seen a bunch of geese going out this way but i can't see them and i'll shut my truck off you can hear like like oh damn and then i'll what put the binos up and then you know what else i see that it catches my eye them flapping their wings like somebody's <laughs> flagging out in the field oh shit if that goose didn't <laughs> flap its wings, I would have noticed it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I just, I just kind of want to like do some weird shit this year, mm-hmm. because this is such a good area for geese, right? And I and I kill them. You know, it's just a matter of, okay, I know the control. Now let's test out all the variables. Yeah, see what you can get away with for mm-hmm. sure. It's, it's yeah, that's the thing. You know? It's not. Yeah. It's not like you're going. It's not like any of the ideas that we've come up with. We're going out there like. We're for sure going to crush today. Right, right. We're just like, man, let's just see what let's happens when we try it's, this. I mean, it is hard for me to do because I guide majority of the time. Right. Like, if I yeah, didn't guide sure. and I was just trying to film or do all this crazy stuff, I'd do crazy shit, you know? But, yeah. I know that two decoy thing, one decoy thing will work. You just got to be in your right spot. But right. the socks thing, I mean, what are you talking about doing? Just putting socks out? Just hunting nothing yeah, but Canada socks? 
You'd get uh, away so, with it. So that's you know? our hide. You have a backboard, yeah. and you're underneath Canada socks, and you have some sort of like a beaver tail blanket over the top of you with grass on it. Oh, you get away with it. Right. Hell yeah. But I've never seen anyone do it in Minnesota. Yeah, it's crazy because you see people do it like, I mean, it's like a regular thing, when hunting you, snows. When you guys are hunting in Oklahoma, you guys are under White Sox. That's all we use. You guys are under White Sox. Yeah. So it's just like, okay. And Canada Sox. And we have so many fields out here. Like last year, all of these fields were beans. Yeah. And there's no hide. They would not right, come anywhere yeah. near yeah. the fence row. And it's like, shit. My buddy, my buddy Dale, he was talking like, I want to shoot Canada geese and nothing but snow socks. Like you think they'd come to it? I don't like see just, why they just wouldn't. put out five dozen snow goose. I bet they would socks, and just shoot Canada geese over it. You Super know, like visible. out here, like Minnesota, we ain't getting snow geese. The geese were sitting in the field out there. Put out a bunch of white socks. See if we can decoy them to them. That'd be kind of cool. That would be cool. Fuck, maybe. We yeah, I want to try, try some of that weird shit this year. I do too, but I, I'm also a killer, and it really suck if I fucked up like a really good grind because yeah, I yeah. want to try something stupid. Like, why did I put these swan decoys out here? <laughs> that stuffed raccoon was a nice touch, but I don't think it needed to be out here. <laughs> Dude, we could use the raccoon from the lodge. Dude, speaking of that, we've got my dad wanted this raccoon years ago, <laughs> and it climb into our garbage cans. We were living in Maple Grove. Nice. Like right off of 169. Nice. And and for people who don't live in Minnesota, very populated town. Right. You cannot very. shoot things in Maple Grove. No. My dad got so mad because this raccoon kept digging into our garbage <laughs> can. He pulled out his 357. Oh, and no. And blasted this thing point blank. And there were cop cars in the neighborhood for yeah. like two days. I don't know what happened. And he got it mounted with the raccoon and his middle finger straight up in the air. <laughs> Hell yeah. <dude>. so <laughs> funny. It is so awesome. And we should sick. probably put that in the spread this year that would be funny yeah oh at least take God. pictures with it and shit oh yeah that'd be dope <laughs> dude yeah. just a coon hunting's fun took dude. over my whole good during life man no doubt man love doing it what's the month may we're going through the coronavirus heavy right now uh, april april, 30th. april 30th. still april yeah. yeah you can tell you're in quarantine you don't even yeah. know how long it is quarantine dude yeah there was a there was one more question i had for you Give me a second to, well, I mean, we don't need to cut it no, off don't at exactly well, I an hour. mean me, dude. We don't need to exactly <laughs> cut it off well, at an I hour. I mean, yeah, no, that's right. I got to edit out a lot of stuff, too. It's okay. And I will gut you like a trout. <laughs> but um, give me a second here, Joe. Yeah. You're really wasting so much. This is like on Family Guy. You know, right. I talked about this last <sighs> time. Yeah. It's like three <sighs> minutes of Peter sucking his teeth because his knee oh. hurts. I love oh. when he meets the chicken every episode. Here we go. <laughs> dude, that <laughs> fucking two-minute-long Peter and How chicken How do they fight. get away with that shit? Like, oh, it's, it's like, ah, oh, let's just take out three minutes. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. I swear to God, like, who's who creates that show again? Do we have any? Seth MacFarlane? Uh, Seth, Seth MacFarlane. He's like, ah, dude, this episode's 26 minutes when he's yeah. 30. Yeah. Put the chicken in there. Put the chicken in there about <laughs> 15 minutes in. Seriously, that's how I feel, too. I swear to Make God. Make him stub his freaking toe or knee or make him hit his knee. Yeah. <laughs> Good minute. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> so one of the questions that I got on my Instagram was how did you get into the outdoor industry period? Because now you film, yeah, how did you start hunting? Now you film your own outdoor videos. Like yep. you have your own YouTube channel. You and Scott are doing the roost that will yep. be up soon. Yep. Um, what started it all? Like when were you like, you know what? I want to be my own entity. I want to be grinder Heinz. I want to be the owner of the right. grinder app. Like right. What started that for you? Yeah, what started you? that like, for you? Well, I wanted... Like, how'd you get into it, bro? Like, how did you be which like... Which one do you I want, want me to talk about first? The grinder app, you... or how'd I get into it? <laughs> yeah, I created that grinder app, dude. That made me millions of dollars. A lot of dick pictures. 
Right. And oh. that's what allowed you to, you know, spend so much more yeah, money exactly. and time. We hunting. went over this in the last podcast. Well, yeah. Honestly, we did, yeah. I Jiminy know that you crickets. didn't start the grinder app because of what you're wearing. You would not be wearing what, what you're wearing. No, dude, I you started, look like shit. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> You look like a piece of dog shit, eh? Joey, the way your hair's flipped up <laughs> under that hat makes me know you literally have the grinder app. Don't look at me. But anyways, anyways. Um, okay, here's how I started out, dude. My dad took me on a goose hunt, and it was awesome. We used coffin blinds, smoked geese. I still have the picture to this day. I've hanging, seen that picture. Hanging in my dad's garage, and I also have it at my house, too. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. My dad was a was a hunter. Like, he loved shooting deer. He loves shooting ducks and geese but i mean he went scout like i took it to a whole nother level if that makes sense you know right. how old were you when you went on the hunt then 12 okay. i had to be anywhere 11 or 12 okay and um so i did that hunt and i was like dude that was the coolest thing ever and i and um there's a guy there carl karg that could goose call really well and uh, that was he was on a short read he could goose call really well my dad and all his friends were like wow He's really good at this, you know, and I wanted to impress my dad and impress my dad's friends, you know, like yeah. you do when you're younger. So I got a flu call, started practicing. My buddy Aaron Luke was really good on a flu call. And we started really? going out to his grandma's. Oh, Luke can shred a flu call, dude. Really? So anyways, we go out there and Luke would do the calling and he'd tell me to shut up on my flu because I sounded bad, you know. So then um, I ended up getting a short read call which is a really funny story. We can talk about that another time. So I got the short read goose call and I started practicing on that. And I was 14 at the time. I have no idea, you know? So I started calling, getting good and then, uh, getting really good. And then somebody was like, Hey man, you should do a goose calling contest at the waterfall show down in Mankato or something. All right. At Red Bear Mankato. And I'm like, okay. So Red Bear was the company. Mankato's a freaking town here. Okay. Mankato was this yeah. old waterfall shop and it was freaking cool. And um I went down there and joined the novice and I probably took close to last place. Cool. I was like, whatever. You know? So I just I started doing it to impress my dad. Mm. And then after I was done impressing my dad, I started doing it because I fucking loved it. You know? Yeah. And it just ran from there. And I'd practice calling that my mom would scream at me and yada, yada. And then Jeff Foyles and Fred Zink were the gods. You know, mm -hmm. they were the highest up. Like right, I explained right. in the last podcast, Jeff Foyles was like a Hulk Hogan to me. Just like some kids, you know what I mean? People look up to Hulk Hogan. I looked up to freaking Jeff Foyles because he was the shit. Fred Zink was the shit. These guys are making a fucking living. Shooting shit. Sh driving around traveling i love traveling you know traveling killing birds yada yada and i was like dude this is what i want to do but then i thought i don't think anybody can just do it you know what i mean hey yeah. you have to have a personality you know what i mean yeah and these guys are sticking out the most because they're champion callers yeah period that's why you have tim grounds fred zinc jeff foils scott shit like that you know and I was like, all right, I'm going to start doing more contest calling, you know, kind of get my name in the contest level scene, and then maybe I can do it, you know? Right. So then I just kind of went from there. And I was, I mean, I was making my own videos before I was ever a champion caller, you know, but I could call really well, which also helps. So, yeah, then it just kind of fucking barked from there, dude. Like, okay. What, did people approach you or did you go to people? Like, People did start approaching me, but then 
I mean, I don't know. I just, and that was because of contest calling? Or yeah, what? yeah, because of contest calling. I feel like I had a, you'd have a bigger reach, you know. We've talked about it. Right, well, shit like that. in so, person, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, so, I don't know. I just, those are the guys I looked up to, and how did I break into it? Like, how did I get right. quote-unquote popular or whatever? Right. Acting like a fucking retard on Snapchat, probably. Huh, huh, going into go. abandoned houses and, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like. I don't know, making it, I mean, I just make dumb noises and hunt geese. And I feel like I'm good at it. Woo. And I feel like a lot of people follow it, you know Woo. what I mean? Woo. But yeah, so I think, I think I that's it. what did it, you know? Like, hunting every day, people have content to look at, and shit like that. So I think it just traveled from there. Can you see yourself doing anything different? No. You think you're going to do this the rest of your life? Yes. Cool. I hope. Pray to God. <laughs> you right. know, I, I, unless something goes wrong unless something goes wrong yeah unless they try to jeff foils me or something but i i fucking hope not dude <laughs> i mean we're taking a lot of precautions on that too but yeah dude yeah, you, you gotta are. be careful now man yeah i mean now i'm friends ever, i'm friends with a lot of police officers and i mean i respect the law love the law you know blah 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 ex-girlfriend was a police officer like i live by the law but if they want to get you, I feel like they're going to get you on some point they're or something. Find a way, man, you know what they I mean? Really but to. I don't know. Here's what it is. I try, know, man, I try to um, live by the book. Have you ever had a close call with the DNR? Yeah, I've been in trouble by the DNR. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. How bad? Uh, no plug one time. Didn't know I didn't have it. Though. So you just got I a was, ticket. I was young. Yeah. No plug. And, uh, God, I think I killed 50 geese over my limit one time. <laughs> uh, there's that kid I shot because he won the band draw. <laughs> Um, oh, Nick? Yeah, yeah, Nick. <laughs> That's why he looks the no. way he does now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, drinking lawn. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everything I just said, I'm kidding. But uh, yeah, yeah. So other than that. Other than the plug. The, yeah, the, the yeah, plug, I want to say. yeah. Cal, have you ever gotten in trouble by the DNR? Never. Really? I got in trouble for not having, I don't know. I had a fishing license. Something with fishing, too. I was super young. Nah, I was like, I fucking hate fishing. Yeah. Like, you can take my fishing pole. I don't even want to be here. I'm just doing it because I'm on a freaking dock up north, you know, being a retard. I got a fishing license, but you don't got this or something. I know he wrote me a citation for something like that, too. And I was like, Dude, I got the funniest this. story about a fishing license, man. We were, my grandparents have a boathouse on the Black River. Yeah. And I was with Uncle Jerry. My oh, Uncle Jerry, oh, who's no. who's so funny, dude. Dude, he is a card. He's an absolute <laughs> wild card, dude. So <laughs> He's full of nonsense. Bro, we're out there at my grandparents' boathouse. My Uncle Jerry's got this old shitty fucking, like, Zebco, yeah. you know, on a crappy old, like, 1950s pole. He's casting off the dock, trying to catch fish. <laughs> the DNR come rolling up the river, dude. My uncle, instead of playing it cool... This dumbass, he drops the pole on the dock and goes sprinting up the boathouse yes. run, yep. like to the car, like, oh, nope, shit. I'm done. Yeah, right, see yep. Dude, the DNR whipped that boat around so fast, oh, yeah. pulled up to the dock, and they're like, hey, they get out their, like, megaphone, you know, and they're yeah, like, yeah. sir, do not run, come don't back here. Run. Please <laughs> my, don't run. My dad's like, hey, man, uh, it's probably like a $100 ticket, so you're going to have to come back. Yeah, right. So he comes back, and they're like, what you doing? He's like, I don't know, nothing. Yeah, they're like, you're going to make this Were you uh, fishing? And he's like, no, I wasn't fishing. I was just setting the pole up for the kids. Right, right. Yeah. You know, and they're like, but buddy, we watched you cast like 10 times. Yeah. And then when we got close and you saw us, you dropped the pole and ran. I was just testing it out. And he's like, uh. <laughs> to make sure. It yeah. And they're like, so you got a fishing license? And he's like. Takes off again. <laughs> <laughs> 
he's like, uh, nope. But the best part about it was, dude, we had like 17 people there for a family reunion. Yeah. You know, and so in front of everybody, my uncle's just looks like a complete idiot. That's it was awesome. amazing, dude. That's sweet. No, I've never been in trouble to DNR, though, dude. Like, We've taken him hunting a few times, too. I mean, prob- knowingly we have. I mean, probably unknowingly a couple times, right. too. But just try to play by the books, all you can do. Really right. all you can do. Yeah. Uh, we got this buddy named Jeff Hansen, and he's like, yeah, man, we got this lake down south, like Lakeville area. It's public lake. Mm-hmm. We're going to go out to early goose hunting. It was her first hunt ever. Right. And she's, right. A, she's a rescue piece of shit. Right, right. And so... He's like, yeah, but man. But also, you're gonna... lucky because the best dog ever. <coughs> yeah, yeah she's, dog. she's dope. But she, he's like, yeah, man, we got a boat. Just bring your gun, your dog, whatever. I'm like, cool. Get out there. They have a beaver tail stealth 2000. So if you know what that boat looks like, it nope. is a 12-foot plastic piece of shit with a trolling motor on it. It's 15 to 18 miles an hour out there. And it's me and, three, and two other grown-ass men and a giant black lab mix with something she's like 80, she's 80 pounds right and so i'm we're going out in this boat and i'm like this is fucked this is fucked and it's early goose right. opener and it's on uh oh it was on sand hill lake in lakeville everyone go hunt it it's not a good lake so, <laughs> <laughs> whatever we have three geese here's come my in. sixth spot right we have three geese come in we dump all three riley goes out and retrieves all three i was so happy because she just crushed it she got out grabbed the first one Went out and grabbed the second one, grabbed the third one, and I'm like, this is the greatest day ever. Hell I trained yeah. this dog myself. This is awesome. We get back to the landing, yeah. DNR officer. And, I'm, and no. he's like, <laughs> he's like, hey, guys, I just need to check your licenses. I was like, cool. Hand him my license, and he goes to his computer, and he goes, you don't have your state duck stamp. And oh, I'm like, dude. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, you need that. It's yeah. $7.50. Why didn't you buy it? I was like, right. I just went to Fleet Farm. This yeah, is yeah. like, this is when I just got her. She's eight years old now. Yeah, yeah. This is eight years ago. Yep. And he's like, well, you need to have that. And I'm like, okay, I didn't know that. I just went to Fleet Farm and I said, give me everything I need to hunt this yeah. year. Yep. And they didn't give me my state duck stamp. And he's like, well, you're getting a ticket. And yep. I'm like, well, shit. Yep. See, okay, I've been arguing this for a while. The people that work at Walmart selling selling licenses, you should be like a certified fucking license you seller. Know what you're doing. I've seen a lot of people get cut because... Hey, I need, I want to hunt geese tomorrow in the early season, blah, blah, blah. And then they don't give them like a stamp. They don't know what they're doing, anything. And I mean, you should have checked. It's like, yeah, sure. But I just figured because he was taking so goddamn long that he was he, doing everything and then forgot it. Yeah, this is a job to do it. So I think you should have like certified people selling licenses. Like, hey, buddy, you're here in South Dakota. You're out of state. You want to shoot snow geese tomorrow? I know everything you're going to need. How long do you think yeah, you're going to be hunting? Yeah, you should know. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. But also a buddy of mine. Um, I'm not going to say his name, yeah, but, it's fine. but me and him got in such an argument. He's like a, my best friend. I talked to him today, but, uh, one time he was like, uh, I'm like, Oh dude, you, uh, want to go duck hunting tomorrow? We were goose hunting that time. Like you want to go duck hunting tomorrow? I got a really good spot. He's like, well, then that, then I'd have to buy a duck stamp. And I'm like, what do you mean? He'd have to buy a duck stamp. We're goose hunting right now. And he goes, well, I don't want to shoot ducks. I don't want to go buy a duck stamp. I'm like, you need that stamp to even shoot geese, dude. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you need that state stamp, that state duck stamp to even waterfall hunt. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. You just needed to shoot ducks. And I was like, no. <laughs> dude, Aaron, list- or I mean, ah! Gary, I go, Gary, listen to me. And he's like, no, we don't. So we go out hunting. The next day, DNR shows up. I oh look him right God. in his eyes and I go, you're about to find all the fucking hard way that I was right, bud. <laughs> 
<laughs> sure as shit gave him a ticket. And even he was sitting there saying like, oh, I didn't think I needed one for a duck snap. Yeah, you do. Oh, man. I didn't think I needed a duck snap if I wasn't shooting ducks. It's like, Jesus Christ. Christ. But, yeah. Well, anyway. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Yep. You guys should go follow Joe. Follow him at Grinder Heinz. His YouTube is Grinder Heinz. Yep. Instagram, the Roost is YouTube, coming out soon. Roost is coming out. You'll see that. We're going to shove it down everybody's throats. Perfect. Well, we, we get a free pass, though, right? Mm, no. But, yeah, so <laughs> it'll be out. Look for Ooh. that. Snapchat, Mr. Heinz, M-R-H-E-I-N-T-Z. Good stuff. Might have to bring back entering the haunted. Oh you God. have to, bro. <laughs> you honestly have I to. Sh- I still back. got a you bunch of them to. saved. I should just upload them again. You yes, should re-upload them. Yeah, they're should. so funny. Especially dude. now, dude. Like, yeah. Everyone's watching your Snapchat. It's coronavirus, yeah. and it's the off-season. Yeah, true. I'll probably do no, it tomorrow. you have to. I can't wait. I'm going to watch them. I've never seen them, so I'm yeah, now what you have to. You have to upload them at least for Cal. They're fun yeah, you to have to, I'll do it. This is for Cal. All right, so then make sure you also go ahead and give us a rating on this podcast. That helps us out a lot. It takes one second. Click five stars. You know you want to. Yep. And subscribe to our YouTube, Midwest Flyways. Check us out on Instagram at Midwest Flyways, and we will check you soon.